and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Amen and amen. Okay, this morning we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. Therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. For since the message declared by the angels proved to be reliable, and every transgression or disobedience received a just retribution, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was declared at first by the Lord, and it was attested to us by those who heard while God also bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to His will. So this passage talks about this message. And to understand which message the author was referring to, we have to go all the way back okay, to the very beginning of this book. Because in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, the author opened his book by saying, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed the heir of all things, through whom also He created the world. I love that. What that verse tells us is that God speaks and God continues to speak to us today, primarily through His Son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ, particularly His incarnation, was the most complete, the most, uh, uh, the, 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 probably the greatest, most full revelation we can ever have of God. He was God in the flesh. If you ever wonder, what must God think about this? What, what does He have to say about this? Uh, what does He feel about this? Then, Look at Jesus Christ because Jesus was the perfect embodiment of God Himself. I mean, there are clues in nature, events in history that point us to God, but Christ Himself was God. And so if you want to know God, know Jesus. That's why, you know, that famous question before, WWJD, what would Jesus? That's a great question to ask ourselves every now and then. Now, when the author wrote Hebrews, they didn't have the Bible in the shape and form that we have today. And so today, basically by extension, the way, the primary way Christ speaks to us is through His Word, the Bible. In fact, that word message in verse 2, uh, the original word in the Greek that the author used here was the word logos, okay? It's the same word in John chapter 1, verse 14 that described Jesus Christ. It says, And the word, Logos, became flesh and dwelt among us. Again, it's the same word um, in Acts chapter 4, verse 4 that refers to the gospel. When it says, there Many of those who had heard the word, or Logos, believed. And it's the same word used for the entire scriptures in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 which goes the Word of God, Logos, is living and active, sharper 
than any double-edged sword. Christ's message, His life, and His mission are all captured in God's Word, the Bible. And so the Bible is the way God speaks to us or Christ speaks to us today. If you want to hear Jesus speak to you, read the Bible, His Word. That's why the Bible is the final, absolute truth and authority. And again, according to the author of Hebrews, it was declared by angels. It was declared first by the Lord Himself. It was attested to by those who heard, especially the apostles. And it was witnessed to by God Himself through signs, wonders, miracles, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit were all involved in the Word. It's attested to that the, the Holy Trinity backs up every single word of the Bible. It doesn't get much stronger than that. The Bible reveals Christ to us. It is the fullest expression and the totality of all that God has spoken. Therefore, okay, we go back to the first verse of this passage. The author exhorts us to pay much closer attention lest we drift away from it. And again, in the original Greek, he employed nautical terms. You know, to drift away is to drift. And to pay close attention in the Greek sounds a lot like basically saying, therefore, let's anchor our lives on the Bible. Or else, we might drift away from it. And I'm sure we've all experienced that. You know, swimming in the ocean and, you know, not really paying much attention. You're just swimming. The next thing you know, you're so far away from the shore or from, from your friends on the beach. And, you know, not realizing there was a strong undercurrent. So, it's the same thing that can happen to us with the word. The author didn't say, lest you drop, lest you fall, lest you disappear. Nothing, nothing drastic or sudden. Very gradual. And he didn't say, if you oppose the gospel or if you are an unbeliever. So he wasn't addressing unbelievers. He was addressing Christians, believers like you and me. In fact, he included himself. He kept saying, we, we. Okay? So in other words, this warning is being given to believers. He knew that we can, believers can drift away from the Bible. We can grow complacent with our relationship with the Word of God. I don't know, maybe we think, yeah, yeah, I already surrendered my life to God, you know. Tapos na ako sa one-to-one, you know, or nabasa ko na nga yung buong Bible, so pwede na ako mag-chill, pwede na ako mag-relax. Nasa VG naman ako eh. Without realizing it, we kind of drift into cultural Christianity where we, where when we used to have a vibrant relationship with the Word of God, now, uh, yeah, it, that's just a religious book. Okay? It's what Revelation chapter 3 refers to as a lukewarm kind of faith. Not hot, not cold, but lukewarm. And if you pursue that analogy in Revelation 3, it says God spits the lukewarm out of His mouth. We don't want that to happen to us. See, the Bible is not just a collection of religious teachings or a book of ideas. The Bible is a way of life. The Bible saves lives. It transforms lives. It, it reconciles relationships. It heals diseases. 
It sets people free from addiction. It's, it's an entire way of life captured in Logos, the Word of God. See, that's why if you want to take a dipstick, you know what the dipstick is? Um, dipstick is, you know, I have a car, so every now and then, to check the level of my engine oil, may dipstick unit. You have to dip it in, and then when you pull out the dipstick, depending on the level of the oil, you know if it's near empty or it's full. And so to take a dipstick into our relationship with God and His Word, just ask yourself, are you growing in your hunger for God and the things of God? See, growth feeds spiritual hunger, and spiritual hunger leads to growth. It's, it's a wonderful and beautiful cycle. The more we want to know of God, the more we grow in God. And the more we grow in God, the more we want of God. And nothing feeds that hunger. Nothing feeds that growth more than getting into the Word of God. And so let me close this morning's message by going back to our opening thought. God continues to speak today. And the primary way He speaks today is through His Son, Jesus Christ. And the primary way His Son, Jesus Christ, speaks to us today is through His Word, the Bible. So pay close attention to the Bible. Anchor your life on the Bible. Listen to the Bible. Obey the Bible. Allow yourselves to be transformed by the Word of God every single morning. In the morning, when you open your Bible, start your day by reading the Word of God. And when you open the Bible, ask God through the Holy Spirit to speak to you and to change you that morning. We have the opportunity to grow in Christ and to hunger for more of God every morning when we start our day by getting into His Word. So why don't we seal our, our discussion this morning by closing once again with another worship song. In the power of resurrection In the sharing of suffering To be shaped into your image I want to know you, I want to know you In the parting of the waters In the fires of the furnace In the shadow of your refuge I want to know you, I want to know you In the days of revival In pursuit of the broken In the glory of your purpose I want to know you, I want to know you In the days of the waiting In the fire and the straining Till there's just one thing remaining Oh, trophies to compare with your glory.
just before you go, allow me to bless you. Numbers chapter 6, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Good morning and hope to see you this Saturday at our DC 2020 Convergence. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.